Hey, everybody, it's JT from Grilling at the Green. John Breaker and the great folks at Birdie Ball have a short time offer for all of you listeners. You just go to birdieball.com, and when you place your order, there's a place on that form for a discount code. Use G-A-T-G. That's G-A-T-G. Of course, it stands for Grilling at the Green. And you will get 20% off anything you order from birdieball.com. Now, it's a short-time offer. It expires in about a week, so you want to get on it. Go to birdieball.com, place your order, uh, use the code G-A-T-G, and get 20% off. You heard it here on Grilling at the Green. This is Grilling at the Green After Hours, the conversation that took place after the show ended. Hi, everybody. It's JT, and this is a special version of Grilling at the Green. Grilling at the Green is brought to you in part by Painted Hills Natural Beef. Beef you can be proud to serve your family and friends. That's Painted Hills Natural Beef. Hey, everybody. Welcome to After Hours here on Grilling at the Green. I'm JT, and today we've got Bob Herring with us. Um, Bob is an incredible writer. If you read Sports Illustrated, now it comes under the SI heading. It used to be Morning Read that he's working with right now. And our good, uh, I don't even know how to describe him. Our good buddy Gary Van Sickle works with you too there. so Absolutely, yep. Feel free to torment him anytime you can. <laughs> it, it's kind of one of those things. If you do, so, it's coming right back at you. Right? Oh, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. Van Sickle or Van Cynical, as some people call him, uh, he will not hold back. So this, Bob, this is where we do what we call the lightning round in after hours. And okay. it's it's a lot of kind of irreverent and irrelevant questions, but they're kind of fun. So if you're ready, we'll get going here. Good deal. All right. Do you have a favorite golf course for you? Uh, you mean like to, to play myself? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, locally here, um, Innisbrook, where they play the um, the Valspar Championship. Yeah. Uh, the Copperhead course there, really good. Okay. A uh, lot of fun. Good and tough. If you could play golf with one of your golfing heroes, who would it be? It would have to be Jack. Okay. Jack Nicholas. Yep. And if you could get a lesson from one touring pro, maybe you've already had some tips or something. I don't know. But if you could get a lesson from one touring pro, who might that be? How could it not be Tiger? Yeah. I would love to, the, the short game alone. <laughs> imagine yeah. how much, imagine how much he could help. Or, or either that, he would just be so abusive and say, you got no chance. Don't even bother. Yeah. Go get in the cart and just <laughs> have a beer or something. If you were decreed, Bob Herring, if you were decreed supreme leader of golf for one day, what would your decree be as supreme leader? Uh, just the game in general, overall yeah. game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, well, it's complicated, but very simply, I would decree that um, every golf course institute um, slow play rules. That uh, that 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 gives some incentive to play fast, and gives and 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 also penalize you if you don't. Right. Uh, I, I think I think that's the 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 thing about the game that that harms it the most is the amount of time it takes to play. That's funny you say that because Charlie Charlie Reimer is a buddy and he was on the show last week and I said, do you have any advice for people? And he goes, Yeah, speed it up. Yeah, <laughs> it was like that. 
Do you have a favorite besides yours? Do you have a favorite golf book? Um, let's see. Uh, God, there's a couple of them. Um, uh, shoot, you know, Feinstein's book, um, a good walk spoiled Mm -hmm. is, is really good. It's been out there for a while. Um, but that was, that was really good. Um, I think, um, I would also throw in there the, the book that was done on Tiger, the, the biography uh, that Armin Kittayan did. Yeah. That was, that was a very, very ambitious project to try to tackle all of Tiger without having access to him. Yeah, absolutely. That's got to be tough because there, he's got that, as they would say in um, acting, he's got that fourth wall, but his mm-hmm. fourth wall goes all the way around him. You know, yeah, it's no like doubt. A cylinder around him. Um, here's something fun for you, Bob. What's the dumbest thing you've seen while you were covering a tournament? <laughs> oh boy, oh boy, the dumbest thing I've seen. Yeah. Um. Wow. And it can I... be anything. Doesn't just have to be with the players. Maybe it's somebody in the gallery or a tournament official or whatever. You know, I'll I'll give you one. It's more recent. I I think it was kind of dumb, petty. Do you remember? And it seems so trivial now, but a couple of years ago when the Bryson and Brooks thing was going on, right? Yeah. And 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 these people kept taunting DeChambeau by 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 calling him Brooksy, yeah, and they I would chant that. this out during you know while he was playing and. You know, as he's in the middle of a round or whatever, and it was like, really? Yeah. It's like this is where we've gone. You know, I mean, I could throw in the, you know, you know, it's in the hole or Baba you know, Booey and all, all that, that stuff. Yeah, yeah, all that stuff. You know, is 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 I would call dumb as well. I would agree with you. I never got the mashed potatoes thing. Sorry, never I, no. I never couldn't. I've got a pretty broad, open mind. I figure, but. That one just evaded me. So if we put Bob Herrick's skills to music, what would the music be? Ooh, wow. Something Caribbean, Bob Marley. How about that? There you go. There you go. No, any ganja on the side? (laughs) (laughs) I'm not saying I'm not going there now. Okay. Okay. I don't know. Let's say no. (laughs) Okay. Very good. Um, What do you figure was the worst tournament you ever covered? excuse me um let's see you know i'll probably you know i probably would equate this to just you know how it impacted logistically mm-hmm. you know i mean obviously there's some tournaments that aren't as compelling as others and that's just part of it sure um but uh um the u.s open in 2009 at beth page one that lucas glover won yeah it was just an absolute disaster from a weather standpoint. It didn't end until Monday. It was horrifically just a mess out there. It rained every day. You know, they, they, they were playing till dark every night because they had these huge delays. The place was a quagmire. Uh, it just was, you know, it took away from yeah. the great tournament. You know, the weather and the delays became the story instead of the golf. People forget that David Duvall and Phil were right in that on the back nine and David Duvall hadn't done anything for years. And, you know, Phil had never won a U.S. open and, you know, Lucas Glover 
uh, and tees, tees off on the last hole with a four iron because the last hole at Beth Page, the 18th, wasn't anything all that special. You know, it was just a weird tournament uh, marred by weather and obviously make that made life very difficult on, on us. Okay. I, I, I remember seeing that. So uh, if you could dine with a historical figure, who would it be and what would be on the menu? How about let's go with JFK and it would just be, um, you know, it would be steak. It would just be a steak dinner. Sure. There you go. Um, if, <laughs> if you could, re- if you could erase one mistake from your past, Bob, what would it be? Um, it would probably be that, uh, um, that I maybe didn't try a little earlier on to get more diverse in, in what we do, mm-hmm. you know? Um, Cause I came up, you know, Ed, when I came up, there wasn't the internet, there wasn't podcasts, there wasn't right. TV, there wasn't video. Um, these are all things we're tasked with doing now. And I feel like I did a pretty good job adjusting to trying to do all those things. I just wish I would have a little bit earlier. You know, it was, it's, it's, that's what I always tell people today. Like when I, if I speak or they ask me questions, you gotta, you gotta get very diverse. Yeah, that's true. You need to learn them all. You can't just settle in on one. Well, I, I'm just by looking at each other here. I mean, I know I'm a little older than you, but we had a sharp learning curve to learn the technology and, you know, we don't get faxes anymore, you know, right. type, but right. things like that. So that was, uh, I, I would agree with you. You need to uh, be a little more diverse and learn everything you can. What's one thing you miss about your twenties? Oh, uh, staying out late, being able to rebound. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> being able to get up the next day. Can't do that stuff anymore. Right. No, they have to come in with a hand cart anymore if if you do that and get you out of there um what would what would you say is the biggest change that you think should be made to one pro golf in and this is if you think any changes need to be made and amateur golf in pro golf i just think that it's it's and they're, they're trying look i think some of the things they've done for this year are are better Mm -hmm. but it's too long. You know, why does the, why is the NFL so popular? Because it's only played out over what, 20, 22 weeks, right? You know, when you throw in everything, it's a 17 game schedule, 18 weeks, I guess is, is how it plays out. And, you know, once the Super Bowl is over with in February, people can't wait for it to start back up again. And they, you know, Training camp doesn't start till July. The games don't start till September. There is a long window to wait. In golf, there's no window. I was just talking about it the other day. I mean, last week, Kapalua, I was writing stories in advance. I had just been at the PNC Championship where Tiger played with his son two weeks earlier. I, December was fairly busy for golf. It yep. never ends. Golf never ends. They don't give their fans a chance to miss it. And so it's a, you know, and let's be honest, it is a entertainment vehicle. Also, you, it's not just about playing opportunities. You have to appeal to people to make it viable. And I think when you have too much of it, it's too watered down. I, I agree. I think that, uh, 
you know, with the way and it just runs year round and right after New Year's, here we are at the Sony Open or whatever. And for most of us, golf starts every year when the Masters comes around. It, the mm-hmm. Masters kind of everybody loves to watch it. If you can get a ticket and go, go. But it kind of fires everybody up at home and go, they go, yeah, now it's, it's golf season. And that's been four months since Christmas, basically. Right. Since they, they had that time off. But I think you're right. And it kind of waters down the value of some of these other tournaments because people, you can tell by the ratings. Just the Well, you know, this is the last year they're doing this wraparound schedule. Next right. year, the schedule is going to start in January, but in the one that we're in right now, we've already played 10 events. Nine of them were played in the fall. Do you think anybody's going to remember those events in September? They're going to matter for the, when the tour championship comes around in August. By the time we get to the masters, half the season is over. Right. That just doesn't make sense. No. You know, so they're going back to the schedule season, which is good. It will be more condensed, but they're still going to have golf in the fall and it never really ends. And um, I just think, you know, they need to give people a chance to miss it and, you know, I let, let the other sports take over. Why would you go up against them? Why would you go up against the NFL? Look at this weekend, the Sony open, how is it going to compete? There's three NFL games, Saturday, three Sunday, and then one on Monday night. Yeah. You, you know, I mean, even me, I, I, my job is golf. You don't think I'm going to be watching the football too. Right. You know, so what if you're just a casual golf fan? They have no chance of getting you. So like they, why they don't think these things through a little bit more. Now, of course you'd like the idea of playing in Hawaii. Why not think outside the box and have these tournaments end on Friday? You know, I, you know, I realize that spectators want the weekend. There's all kinds of, I throw out a solution and I create three more problems, but in terms of the general product for TV, it'd be far better if these tournaments were, if it was, it already started. Yep. Yep. I agree. One thing that I've thought about too, not to get in the weeds on this is, and they did this 70 years ago, but you saw <clears throat> with Walter Hagen and, and Bobby Jones, and then with Hogan and Nelson and these guys, and then with uh, Palmer and Nicholas and player, they did exhibition matches around mm-hmm. the country and they could make a little event and they would have this exhibition match. And it was kind of a one day deal. and then they were off to somewhere else doing that, but the community really supported it, but that's because it was a one day deal. You know, it was watch and play. There was a dinner or what have you, some entertainment and they went off. I actually think they could do more for their brands. If they did things like that, both the PGA tour and the LPGA tour. But the problem is, is that their schedule is so long, right? See, if you condense their schedule, Maybe there's more time for some of that stuff, you know, Um, because I agree, you know, one day thing, a two day thing. There's nothing wrong with that. You know, these things we saw recently, like the match or the, you know, the, the, the PNC, the, right. You know, where Tiger played with Charlie, those are good, really good things for golf, you know, but they're, they're coming at a time when, when we've already had a lot of golf. Yep. Yep. And especially those two things, you got Christmas right around the corner. Right. Right. You know, so everybody's mind's different. Okay. Uh, is Bob Herrig more of a sweatshirt guy or a formal wear guy? It's definitely sweatshirt. I like your, what is that plum colored thing you got? Yeah, on there? exactly. Yeah. Yep. The masters on there. Um, 
What's the what's your favorite movie? Caddyshack. Okay, and what's the worst movie you think you've ever watched? Caddyshack (laughs) 2. Pretty Um, easy. Pretty easy. Okay, here's here's one that kind of throws some people, Bob. What would your last meal be on death row? Oh, I think it would just have to be um, something from Outback. How about that? Yeah, there you go. There you go. If um, if you ever do retire, because you already live in Florida, uh, <laughs> what do you want to do when you retire? You know what? Uh, probably play a little bit more golf. Um, it's amazing how, you know, in our job, we don't I don't play as much as I should. Probably. Right. Right. You know, and uh, so that's probably what I would do. Um, perfect place to do it, too. Yeah, is the hardest part of your job when you go to cover a tournament? Dan Jenkins used to call them lurkers. There would some guys that would climb up the first or second day on the leaderboard and then they would disappear. Sometimes they wouldn't even make the cut, you know, like that. Is it hard to keep track of all those kind of guys when you, I mean, you've got to write a story, it's got to be in by four o'clock or whatever. And so you've got Billy Smith out here, you know charged up the leaderboard sitting in second one shot behind. And then the next day you never hear from them again. Yeah. You know, I think that's part of the charm though. I think that's yeah. part of the charm of golf. You've got, you've got the story, you know, the Cinderella stories, the, the guys that come out of nowhere. And, you know, unfortunately in the world today, we are, we're just consumed by what's going to get the most attention. And so yeah. if you have a compelling story that nobody knows about the guy or you've got Rory McIlroy leading, well, what's every editor going to want? They're going right. to want the more or the Rory McIlroy story. But yet that other story might be pretty good. Yeah. And, um, you know, uh, you know, in the end, I think we like it when the name guys win. But I think those other stories are really good, too, because that's how these guys you know, there's no record for the Tigers and Phils and Rory's of the world without the supporting cast. Right. And part of the part of the reason that their records are so good is or so impressive is because, you know, most of the time they're going out there and beating 140 other guys. And some of those guys just, you know, they're not at the same level, but they're still there and capable. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I, me, I am a big fan of human interest stories, too. You know, somebody had some trauma in their life or something, and they finally made it to the tour lifelong dream. They've got the skills to be there and all that. But the background stories, I I always find those very interesting and also a lot of times very touching to see how hard they work to get there. Okay, last question, Bob. Here's your chance. What would your message to the world be? regarding golf um take it less seriously enjoy it more you know um you know try to try to enjoy you know what it offers and this kind of goes along with that you know my point earlier about faster play right you know and and I, i don't think i ever answered your amateur question but it would be it would be there needs to be more of a focus i think on 12 hole golf or playing nine holes, mm-hmm. getting people playing. It's only the top guys in the world that, you know, obviously we can all play 18 if we want to, 
but there's such a small percentage of people that are going to play golf competitively. You know, if you're going to do it for enjoyment, you know, let's cater to people's time constraints. Let's, you know, let's, you know, there shouldn't be any stigma about playing nine holes or 12, No, you know, and, and I, I wish there'd be more of an emphasis on that. It doesn't preclude you from getting good at the game and playing 18, you know, if you do that, but it brings so many more people in if they knew that that was accepted. Yep. I agree. Bob Herrig, his new book, uh, golf's most fascinating rivalry, tiger and Phil good book. I recommend it. Um, and thank you for being with us on the show today, Bob. I appreciate it. Um, thanks Jeff. Enjoyed it. Thank you. You bet. We'll be back next week with another edition of after hours here on, um, the grilling at the green. And, uh, I hope you all have a good week. Go out. It's springtime's coming. So better get the clubs out. Take care.